You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What's up, people? We back for another week. We're trying it again. Shane, how you doing, homie? I'm doing well. Take two. Take two. Folks, it's really like take three and four. Yeah. You should see on the back end what it's like working with this guy. <laughs> Good times, man. How you doing? Honestly, I'm tired, man. You know, we moved into the house three months ago. And we've been doing little projects, little projects. And like I've been painting slowly but surely. And I finally got fed up because I only got a little bit left. And I said, screw it. I'm just going to paint and knock it out. So I am that close to being completely done. Bro, I will be done with all painting. With everything. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm all good, though. How about you? I'm good, man. First uh, starting spring break this week. So get a little bit of time out the office. Um, is it the same or similar at the collegiate level than it was when um, you were at lower level? Yeah, you get a you get a whole week. Anything different about it? Well, I mean, what as far as spring break? Yeah, like is there a preparation process or? I like... mean, there is there is always prep, and I think well, it gets easier. I think like right now I'm in that bubble where everything is still new, hmm. so. Technically, I should still be prepping and doing, and I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what to expect. You know, when we get back, then we're got essentially three weeks left, and mm-hmm. then we're into finals. But um, I, I would imagine that there's like as a teacher, you never really turn off. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, you never ever really turn off, especially like I was the band director when the summers came around. You were planning for band camp, so in real life, you may get like two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, this this year. My last day is like May 3rd. And then my first day back is like August 9th. Yeah. And that's about that, flyby. Yeah. Well, shoot, don't don't curse me. But this is going to be the first time I've ever had this much time where I actually have nothing to do. I have no band camps to plan. So I'm probably going to work and do stuff. But um, it won't be there. Let's just say that. <laughs> it won't be there. And that's the first. It yeah. won't be there. That's the part that you probably got to get used to the most. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, that's 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 about it, man. Well, let me ask you this, man. When are we going to plan to get together? Like, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know. Traveling is hard. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just okay. It, it it's um prior to this year, I hadn't been able to just because mm-hmm. of the schedules. Now I'm open to it a little bit more, but um it's just putting the pieces together. So we probably need to do something. Well, I'm going to plant the seed now. My birthday is at the end of the year. I know you know when it is. If you don't, ask Nelsia. But I'm hoping we could take a trip somewhere. Well, see, and that's the other part. Calendars have to line up. For me, ideal travel times is the summer. Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? And that's that's the other part that makes it so difficult because when I was at the high school level, I literally only had about a week in the summer. Now I have a little bit more time mm-hmm. in the summer where I can do stuff, but it's literally the summer because any other time during the year, August to April, it will require me to miss a week of work unless we go on like a spring break or something. All right, Purpose Addicts, I know y'all listening. I need y'all to put pressure on Dr. Shane Calhoun to uh, make time for his friend to actually physically see him. We we can see each other. That's a I different conversation. He you said vacation. See Seeing me is totally vacation, different. Vacation, seeing, same thing. It's going to no, happen no. at the vacation. We'll call we, it a vacation. We can, meet half, we can meet halfway in like Tifton. <laughs> no shade on Tifton, but what is there to do in Tifton, Georgia? Uh, meet halfway. <laughs> all right, all right. We meet in Tifton, Georgia. If anybody else wants to meet us in Tifton, Georgia, we will share the date and the time with you, so you can yeah. be there with us. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. We got to plan something. All right, that's all I ask for. Mm. Let's do this, man. Let's stop playing with these people. Without further ado, the famous, infamous question, because I'm sure you got something on your mind. Shane, what blew your mind this week? Um, I'm going to go with um, success is hard. I might have used this one before. But success is hard. Being successful is hard. You don't wake up out of bed, put your toes on the floor, and everything goes perfectly and just mm-hmm. fall in line and you're rich, successful. Success is hard and it's going to require something of you. Now, we've had that conversation before, just in general, you and I talking. But it was that it was, shoot, it might have been a year ago, both in different stages of our lives. How does that blow your mind now based on where you are versus a year ago? It blows my mind because people still don't understand it. And it just seems like people just feel like at least the people I'm around or just the people I come in contact with or maybe I'm observing is mm-hmm. like, think it just falls out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Like um, you put one song out and you're automatically successful. You plug into the mic and you publish a podcast and you're automatically successful. Um you get an article published in a in a magazine and you're automatic you know what i'm saying like it's it's a it is it is not it is not what you think and then like um you know like with the industry i think we get caught up music industry that is i think we get caught up in the the glitz and the glamour of the things mm-hmm. the party sex and alcohol party sex drugs and alcohol Mm-hmm. But you don't realize behind that party, sex, drugs, and alcohol. If you got all of that going on, you probably got a person that's just uh, a person that's just there to make sure you get up one time and you're losing money. <laughs> but with that lifestyle, there's a lot of work, a mm-hmm. lot of work that that goes into being it. And just I just don't think enough people understand how hard it is to actually be successful and be the best at whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. 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 Them, them steps to become successful. I, I, I just read, a, I just finished a book called switch, which by the way, I highly recommend. Okay. It's, the book is so good. When you finish, you'll be able to come up with your own 
personalized formula for changing habits. Okay. You can come up with your own success model. Like I literally now have my success model, not only for my personal life, but for work after reading this book. It's called Who is Switch. it by? Uh, I tell you here in two shakes. Dan Heath? I think so. It might be two authors. Chip Heath and Dan Heath. They must be brothers. Chip and Dan Heath, yep. Okay, I'll add it to my wish list. Um, although right now, I am reading simultaneously. I am reading Mind Management, Not Time Management, The Magic mm. of Thinking Big, and The Power of Habit. Those are mm. like my three ones that I am filtering through right now. So, Bro, th this is a great follow-up to Power of Habit. Okay, so I added it to my wish list. What pertinent to the conversation, this book and how it outlines the different things that are at play that could take us off our journey, our path towards success, like this right here, this right here, like it's one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Okay. I will check it out next. Yeah, I will definitely check it out next. So, um, yeah, so it is success, guys. It's just it's hard. It's a thing. It's not just going to it's not a microwave. Um, so into our conversation, I text you this week and I said, um, I want to talk about wrestling. So a little bit of backstory. <laughs> I am a I don't even want to say profess It's more undercover, but I'm a wrestling fan. I've been watching professional wrestling since I probably was born. Um, it hasn't gone away. I did take a little bit of time off in the 2008s, 2009s, 2010s, but then picked back up. So I watch wrestling. All right. Okay. Whatever. Judge me. However. But last week, I happened to realize that wrestling consistently tells or gives you or shows you two of the greatest pathways to success consistently, unceasingly, and it has been there from the beginning of time, and I didn't realize that until last week, Sunday. Now you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I guarantee you. All right, so name me a wrestler. Just give me any wrestler that you know, and I'm going to try not to sound like a nerd. but The Undertaker. Perfect. Perfect. So the first lesson that wrestling gives you, it, it always depicts a story of time. And the, the time is where it's kind of like what we talk about. It takes time to be at the apex of your success. And it's going to take a lot of trial and error. It's going to take a lot of breaks and it's going to take a lot of hard work. So the undertaker, the Undertaker became the Undertaker in 1990. That's the first time he popped up in the WWF or WWE. Prior to that, he had a litany of different gimmicks. So his career actually started in like 1986, 1987. Doing what? Wrestling? Wrestling. But what it was was back before, like in the early 80s, mid 80s, they didn't have this, like, right now it's just the WWE, the big wrestling federation that everybody knows. Back then, what it was was they had territories. 
So there would be a wrestling territory in Florida. There'd be a wrestling territory in Georgia, Texas. And what it was, was you would wrestle in your territory, but everybody had their piece and nobody would touch it. Well, Vince McMahon came along in 1984, purchased his company from his dad, which is still another cheat code, which I'll tell later, and then went on this tear of taking over every territory. So he ended up buying out every ter territory, and that's how it became the WWF. But pretty much every big character starts kind of at the bottom and then just goes through cycles. They change characters, they change gimmicks, they change locations, and then eventually they figure out something that works and then boom, they take off. But it speaks to what we talked about earlier. So like The Undertaker debuted in 1990. Granted, he won the world championship as scripted as it may be a year later. But before he was The Undertaker, he was mean Mark Calloway. He was this, he was that, but it was in other smaller territories where they would travel, but nobody knows about that because guess what? They only see the success. They only see the end product. They don't see okay. the time that you spent there for. All right. Okay. Give me another wrestler. Uh, Randy Savage. Same thing. Randy Savage moved to the WWE probably like 85, 86, somewhere in there. Right. He was very big in the Tennessee territory. He's actually a second-generation wrestler. Yeah, you didn't know that. And he also has a brother named uh, Lanny Poffo who just actually died. So he's a second-generation wrestler. So, again, he came up in the business. He started in the smaller territory in Tennessee, got hot there, and then eventually in the 80s when Vince McMahon Brought him in. But when he came in, even so, he didn't come in at world championship level. He came in at, came in, first he won what they call it is the Intercontinental title, which is the second level championship. Then he linked up with Hulk Hogan, which is the next part of this actual lesson. And then that's when he took off and took the world championship. So, time. I, I'm, I'm following. I'm following. You see what I'm saying? It takes yeah. time in order to be successful. Lesson number two is that you have to have relationships and you have to partner with somebody. In wrestling, mm. what they typically do is they do one of two things. They either start you in a faction to grow you, kind of like in music where you get in a group and then one star pops out of the group. Or while you're on your path and you're bubbling, they pair you with somebody, i.e., randy savage and hulk hogan but the relationships don't the success doesn't happen in isolation right this sounds crazy i know you're like what is this nerd talking about but there's anybody that's been successful has come up through one of those two paths mm -hmm. where they've either been grinding 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 stone cold steve austin before he was Stone Cold in the WWF, he was the ringmaster. And then before he was the ringmaster, he was in ECW as Steve Austin. And then before he was in Steve Austin, he was in the Hollywood Blondes in a tag team. And before that, he was stunning Steve Austin. This is all happening in like early 90s. And then he finally pops in 1998. So fight me, argue with your mammy. Wrestling tells the two greatest success stories that you will ever see and hear consistently on television and it just hit me last week because Kane, here's another example he started out in the same 
territory as Macho Man in that Smoky Mountain, Tennessee area. They brought him up because he had wrestled The Undertaker in that area. And Undertaker was like, yo, Vince, bring this man up. When he first came to WWE, he was a, like an evil dentist. And then I remember he went through some bad gimmicks. And then all of a sudden, he's the evil brother of The Undertaker. Take off. Now he's the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. So, wow. argue with your mammy. <laughs> right. Not right. you, but anybody that's like, yo, what's this nerd talking about? Here's here's what I took from that. For for all of us, we always talk about it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. About the journey. And so we all go through phases of our growth and our development. In wrestling, it's called gimmicks. In wrestling, it's <laughs> gimmicks. And for a lot of us, it's gimmicks. It's we have gimmicks. these different 100%. gimmicks. That we push and promote and passionate about, right? That we think is our purpose. And it's kind of in line. We're 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 passionately headed towards a direction, but we something's missing. Something's, something's missing. not quite right. Right. And so you evolve and you grow and you pick up moves along the way. Yeah. Hopefully develop some partnerships that will help to elevate your platform yep. and although you might be in a small market right now yep if you stay the course you could very easily become this big success that you hope to be in the market of your dreams in the federation that yep. is success yep 100 percent. so then Do you feel like you're at the peak of your own success now, or is this one of your gimmicks? Um, I'm getting hot. I think right now I'm at that phase where Stone Cold was in 1996. He had won this big wrestling tournament called the King of the Ring. And then after he had cut this promo, you know, you ever seen the Austin 316 shirts? Yeah, yeah. He cut that promo. He just said, you know, you talk about your Johns, talk about this. Austin 316 said, I just da-da-da-da. And from then, that was 96. By 98, he was world champion. But it still mm -hmm. was some time in there. But his mm -hmm. popularity took off. I feel like I'm right there. I feel like I just cut my, my promo. I just had that great match. I just did that thing. And now it's like, okay, we about to mm -hmm. get back to it. Hmm. Okay. So as you were telling this story, right, I'm thinking about, you know, these wrestlers and I'll call out names of, of wrestlers when they were at their peak and I didn't know that they had other gimmicks. And so the question that popped into my mind for probably you, the audience is, who were you before your success? Um, What was your character? What name would you give that in? I don't know. Um, I think I was just in the in the whoever it was. I was the the character that was figuring it out and trying stuff. Like somebody asked me this just today, probably two hours ago. So like, what do you do to find your purpose? And I said, you're not gonna like my answer. Got to try shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. Like, what are you what are you passionate about? What interests you? What is something that you can do? for free and enjoy it. If you can and do it for free, yes, yeah, something that you can do for free 
And if whether you got paid or not, you would be willing to do that thing. I venture to say I didn't know it at the time. You know, I guess my gimmick before I was teacher was producer. Mm -hmm. But now I'm educator and I still get to be producer. You know, there's still some, it never goes away because again, music is one of those things that I would do for free. This podcast is something, well, you do it for free. (laughs) You know, we're not, we're not, we're not making any big dollars yet on it. So something that, that, that you feel passionate about that can bring you money, just try things. So before I am who I am now, I was just trying things. And I guess I still don't, I still don't feel like I'm there. Like Quincy Jones, and I've said this before in this podcast, produced Thriller at the age of 49. Mm-hmm. He won his first Grammy in 1963, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Who who was it we talked about? I think it was Bill Gates. We found out didn't get his first million. He was like 60 something. Some late. Hey. Or Warren Buffett as well. Or Buffett. It was it might have been Buffett. You know, so like um you know, I don't know. I just I was definitely along the journey and I still don't think I'm there now. You know, I still think I'm like um they got a wrestler called Roman Reigns right now who is like at the apex. But again, it took some time. He was champion before. But like now he's on like a, a reign of like 960 some odd days of being champion. But it, 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 he's there now. But that was after a couple of failed experiences, yada, 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 yada. So I'm Let still very much so ascending personally, if you ask me. How about you? You know, pro, who who was I before? I was in my head toying back and forth between um, the pretender Mm. And mm. Um, the trainer, trainer, the, and the pretender. What's it? What? What is the trainer? So, when, when I think about my previous chapters of my life up to this point, no matter what I did, even when I didn't want to be, I found myself in a role training and teaching others. Even when I was just out for self and trying to build up my own career, get my own money, like I couldn't help myself. Hey, hey, let me show you how to do that. Like here, do do it like this. All right. You know what I mean? Even from sports, I just wanted to be the best athlete. Uh, Man, Vic, how you do this? Oh, what's our coverage? What's up? You know what I mean? Like I'm always teaching and training somebody mm. on something, even when I didn't want to be. Mm. And I don't know that that's who I am now. I think I'm more evolved into Coach Vic now than I was before. Uh, I would argue the skill didn't change. The realization did. Right. And so when the realization changed, the persona changes. Because now what I believe is possible now, I didn't think was possible then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's scary. Sometimes you could be right there in that sweet spot or right there having it, but never realize it. But I don't, I don't, I guess right now, here's the best way. I feel like I was on a journey, on a path through the woods, just enjoying nature. 
came to a cliff where I could see how vast and how beautiful the forest and the world is. And I want to peek over the edge, but I'm a little nervous to see. You know, I don't want to get too close, but I know it could be amazing. My heart's racing. Like, that's where I feel like I'm at in my life and in my career. Like, I know that I can see beauty all around me. There's an edge that I want to I want to peek over. I want to peek around. I want to see, but I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to see what else is for me a bit. Mm, why? I think it's just human nature. You, when you, when you, they say, when you know better, you do better. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that the ceiling, the runway is wide and vast for me. But I don't know how wide and vast it is. And so the minute you get exposed to it, it's like you find out either you're going to be content with being average or you're going to go after everything that is within your reach and your grasp. And so it's almost like ignorance is bliss. If I stay ignorant, I don't have to go after it. Mm. What if the decision is not necessarily the decision to go after it is decision of how much, how deep in it do you want to get? I say that to say right before I checked into this email the other day, I found this email in my box Wednesday. It was from January 26th. And it was about this new music education software that's pretty dope. And in the bottom, it said, hey, if you are interested in maybe teaching a course, send us an email. So I didn't see it till two days ago. So when I saw it, I sent an email. I said, hey, I'm interested. You know, what, what do you got? So the person replies back to me and they says, thank you for your interest. I will forward your name to so-and-so and let them know that you are interested and they will get back to you well it just so happens that so and so and i have a relationship already wow so i'm in the world i'm we're, we're in it is just one how much do we think that we how much do we just accept the fact that we're in it and then two how deep are we willing to get like that's the other thing that's been on my heart lately Everything we need, we already have. Mm -hmm. It's like a garage sale. Why does someone have a garage sale? They got too much stuff? Too much stuff or they need money. <laughs> and the money's right there. So you have it. You have ways. You have everything you need. We just, we overlook the things that are, the resources and the tools and the skills that are right in front of us yeah. and inside of us. Yeah. And, and we, 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 we run in this, this, uh, imposter syndrome world where like, we don't have to, because we're, we're in it. It's just, it's just about accepting it within ourselves. If, if I'm going to be honest for me, I can only speak for me. I realize what's already in me to your point about how deep do we want to go for me is do I want to use it? Cause I know what comes with it. Like I know I could go take this gift and go do that, you know, X, Y, Z, but do I want to commit myself to that? Like it, it, it's, 
so many different priorities and things that I'm trying to balance. I think that, that that's something that we don't talk about when it comes to pursuing your purpose. You have so many plates in the air that you're trying to keep spinning. But which ones do you focus on? How deep do you want to go in any particular area? All of them. That sound good until you're trying to do it. Let me finish. All of them. Just not at the same time. Mm. (laughs) Like, you can get to all of them and see what happens is, you may, let's say there's 10 things. You may dive deep into one, two, three, and get so deep into three, and get so far into three, that four, five, six, like, it's not there. You know, you can't get there. So you're just sitting right here in three, and that's cool. But I, I think like we we have to one we have to start limited stop limiting ourselves limiting ourselves. We can do much more than we believe. But I think before we ever try, we tell ourselves we can't, mm-hmm. and that 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 there is a problem. You know, mm. um, I think we talked about this. It might have been in a phone conversation or in the live. Like right now, the goal is to go deep and not wide. I don't no. need to add anything else. I don't need to add anything else to my plate. But whatever is already on my plate, I need to master and we need to figure out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And and I needed that. I needed that refresher, that reminder, to be quite honest. It's not about going wide. It's about going deep. Yeah. And then this whole skid stuff, man. Listen, you got to bring ass to kick ass. All right. And your mama didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so get up. Your bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say the first time. Damn, Miami's kicking tail right now. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you never letting me sit still. Not mm-hmm. for not for a minute. Your bum. Your bum. Let's do this, man. Let's get out of here. That's that's a good good combo. That's a good combo. We always talk about footwork, right? Because it's important to highlight taking a step in the direction of accomplishing one of your goals. So tell us one thing recently that you've done to move you closer to a goal. Setting up some websites, um, starting to expand. I kind of want to promote the stuff here, but I just don't know as far as timeline. So I'll just leave it here. But the steps that I've taken is just setting up a few websites, trying to get some um, things going and, and space this out. Um, I got some good projects coming up soon. Just continue to hit the social medias at Creating Hustle 1440 on TikTok for as long as we have it. Um, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Creating Hustle 1440. That's what's up. I know, like I said, I love what you've been posting lately because it's been good on my timeline. I be yeah. I be listening to it and forget that it be us sometimes talking. <laughs> That's all right. I was like, I was listening to it the other day and I was like, man, that sounds like Shane. Oh, snap. That is. That's that is the Shane. <laughs> Good stuff. That's what's up. Uh, you know, we got we got the family business profile district, P-R-O-F-Y-L-E, man. We are in the process of negotiating a contract, a big contract, uh, with an organization uh to produce their shirts, their apparel. Uh, on a consistent basis, man. And Good stuff. You talk about 
having the resources right in front of you going deep, not wide. We understood that we had a resource that we were underutilizing and we just needed to lean into it a bit mm -hmm. more. And lo and behold, opportunity presents itself right away. I mm -hmm. say, look at God. That's right? how it works. That's, That's how, how it works. It works. Right? I'm up to about seven different school organizations. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, That's so that's how <laughs> that's just how you got. You know, you got to put yourself out there, man. Put yourself you out there. Scared money don't make money, man. That's for sure. That's for sure. So that's what's up, man. Hey, listen, Purpose Addicts, as always, man. We appreciate you for rocking us, and don't think I forgot. We got to leave you with a word of the day. You know, we were talking about success. Uh, one of my coworkers dropped this gem on me last week, and it stuck with me. Uh, and I'm giving it all as the word of the day. Your process works exactly how it's designed to work. Mm. Your process works exactly how it's designed to work. That's good. If you have flaws in your system, it's because that's how you design the process. So if you don't like what results you're getting, then you, maybe you need to redesign mm. the process. That's good. Remember, your process works exactly how it's designed to work. As always, Purpose Addicts, we appreciate you for rocking with us. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, go share the show. We are available on all major platforms as well as your dad's eight track in his old Cadillac. <laughs> That's good. We have a good time on this show, but more than anything, we're trying to help you fulfill your purpose after you walk in it and discover it. I'm Coach Vic. That's Doc. Purpose Addicts, we out. Peace. And I think a lot of times everybody's not going to understand your vision, your walk, your purpose, your desires, your dreams, your goals. And they don't have to because I'm going to tell you a secret. Everybody ready? It's yours. It don't belong to them. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't they teeth to brush. Ain't they armpits to put deodorant on. It's yours. This message is for anyone who is not answering the calling on their life. I want you to take note of something. That one thing, that one talent, that one gift you have, that idea that could give birth to a solution that possibly brings harmony to the world will never get the chance to breathe life if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. That's right, I said, if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future too many times we settle for good things when we can have God things and purpose is a God-given gift not everybody fulfills their purpose not everybody discovers it not everybody walks in it but if you're willing to give up the good things to get to the God things well baby promise your purpose that's for you failure is a part of success i heard that somewhere i didn't make that failure is a part of success yeah yeah you i know love that. you could try 10 times and you may not get it to your ninth but what if that ninth try or that 10th try is the one that gets you that million instead of looking at what we have on the inside and utilizing our tools, we always look in other places and try to pull in there, pull from there, when most of the time it's right here inside of us. There are no problems. There's only solutions. Let's, let's just be in a habit of fixing things or finding a way out. 
My favorite quote that I learned is that fear does not stop death, it stops life. It stops us from living. And I need you. We all need you to live. Will you do it?